0: Part of the Podcasters Network. It's the and Podcast, the only fun fact and show on the Podcasters Network. <laughs> Hey everyone, I'm Andrew, and thank you for joining me for the 55th time here at Quizneyland. Here at Quizneyland, I'll be bringing you fun facts and trivia from all aspects of the Walt Disney Company. On this episode, we'll learn about theme parks, Home Alone, the MCU, and princesses. So let's sail right into our first segment, Did You Know? Did you know Disney almost built a theme park on a cargo ship? All of the following information is from an article by Jim Corcus. Before starting their own cruise line, Disney considered a floating theme park on a ship to be christened the SS Disney. Jim Cora of Disneyland International was attending a fundraising dinner as a representative of the Disney company in 1992, and he was seated next to a U.S. Navy admiral who was proposing an unusual offer. He mentioned that he had a spare aircraft carrier that Disney was more than welcome to build a theme park on. Cora realized it was a joke and laughed appropriately, but later that night gave the idea some further thought as a possibility of tapping into a wider international audience that might never be able to travel to a Disney theme park. The next morning, he pitched the idea of a floating Disney theme park to his staff, who all loved the idea. Cora then decided to investigate if there was anyone at Disney who might know enough about the ship's to determine whether the idea was actually feasible. Larry Fink, who worked with Imagineer Mark Hickson on Disneyland's Splash Mountain, knew about Hickson's 13 years of shipbuilding experience and told Cora that Hickson would be his man for the job. Hickson was well-versed on both ships and producing Disney attractions. Cora called and talked about the feasibility of using an aircraft carrier as a base for a floating theme park. Hickson immediately responded that it would be better to use a larger craft, like a cargo ship or an oil tanker, because of the flexibility and having much greater capacity. Finally, a super tanker was agreed on as the base. Cora pitched the idea to CEO Michael Eisner and Frank Wells, who both loved the idea. They were working under the assumption that the upcoming opening of Euro Disney Resort in 1992 would generate an influx of capital for several new projects and what was to be called the Disney Decade. According to Hickson, quote, Thanks to the super tanker's architecture, the cavernous volume inside the ship gave us the opportunity to put four or five decks of the attraction inside, plus more attractions on the top deck. We're looking for 16 to 18 attractions, about half of what would be at a normal Disney theme park. The plan was for the ship to stay in a port for two or three months and then travel to the next location. It would not return to a port for four or five years so that it would build anticipation, as well as makes the experience something more special. Actually, it would not just be one ship, but a fleet of three ships. The SS Disney floating theme park, another smaller vessel that would be able to shoot off the nighttime fireworks show in the middle of the harbor, and a passenger ship for the permanent staff since there would not be facilities to house them on the main ship. The entrance on the dock would have been what is described as a portable main gate that could be assembled from themed containers. The containers would be shipped in advance to the dockside location and assembled to become the ticketing plaza with booths selling tickets, souvenirs, and food that would be in operation before the arrival of the SS Disney to start to create the Disney experience and build excitement. The hub of the ship that the guests entered had a big glass canopy over the top of it, in addition to gigantic elevators and escalators to help guests access the different levels. The planned attractions would primarily be from Fantasyland and Tomorrowland. It was felt that Main Street USA Frontierland and Adventureland were generally more American-centric and would not be interesting to a wide cultural audience. On the top deck was the Orbitron, a Fantasyland carousel under a glass dome, Casey Jr. Train, a large Ferris wheel, Alice in Wonderland Spinning teacups, and Dumbo the Flying Elephant. At the stern end of the top deck, there would be an It's a Small World attraction, but this attraction would not have used a water flume but Omnimover vehicles because it was decided that using water would have been a challenge. Under the Orbitron would have been a futuristic, multi-story-themed sit-down restaurant. Other decks include an Aladdin dark ride with faux rockwork, reminiscent of the Cave of Wonders, and a nearby flying carpet attraction in the style of the Dumbo Spinner. The area also had a Little Mermaid dark ride, with the entrance being Prince Eric's Village. It was a suspended gondola attraction like Peter Pan's Flight, mimicking floating underneath the ocean. One deck had a small toontown area with Mickey Mouse's house, primarily to facilitate meet-and-greet opportunities with Mickey, as well as some interactive play areas including a treehouse. Also in the area was Roger Rabbit's cartoon Spin, with a small fountain out front, and a 3D movie theater with a balcony that would show either Muppet Vision 3D or a new show featuring the Lion King characters. Simulator attractions included star tours and a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea experience. The oil tanker ship was so big and deep that there were plans for an iron roller coaster like Space Mountain inside down below the decks. However, since there was no actual mountain structure, the attraction would have been renamed. Eisner pushed for the roller coaster to be themed to Indiana Jones and based on the scene from the film Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom with the runaway mine car. Additional plans include a large pipe organ that would play music, a giant retro telescope, a mini-castle, and other ideas that were never finalized. While both Michael Eisner and Frank Wells loved the project, the Disney company's losses on Euro Disneyland, which resulted in the cancellation of several other Disney Decades projects, and the death of Frank Wells put a damper on the SS Disney project. The strategic planning group at corporate convinced Eisner that just concentrating on doing a Disney-themed cruise ship would be easier less maintenance, less expensive, and more profitable. And that's all for this time on Did You Know? We will be back with the Quizneyland Quiz after a short word from our sponsor. Tune in to W-A-C-K-Y, Toontown Radio, for some of our wacky programming, including Watch with Goofy, Car Chat with Benny the Cab, Financial Sense with Scrooge McDuck, Chip and Dale Storytime Theater, Restaurant Beat with Chip Mickey, and the Dr. Roger Rabbit Show. I'm listening. For all this and more, tune to W.A.C.K.Y. on your radio dial. And we're back and it's time for the Quizneyland Quiz. Here at the Quizzyland Quiz, I'll be asking you three trivia questions of increasing difficulty. You'll have about twenty seconds to come up with your answer. If you haven't figured out about halfway through, I'll pop in with a hint. If you don't get the answer right, well, at least you learned something. Let's get started with question one. How many Home Alone movies are there? They were released over a period of 30 years. Time's up. The answer is six. The first Home Alone was released in 1990, starring Macaulay Culkin as Kevin McAllister and became a huge success. A sequel, Home Alone Lost in New York, was released two years later in 1992. The third Home Alone was released in 1997, this time starring Alex D. Linz as a new character, Alex Pruitt. The fourth in the franchise was released in 2002 and once again features Kevin McAllister, but now played by Mike Weinberg. The fifth in the series was released in 2012 with the subtitle The Holiday Heist. The main role of Finn Baxter is played by Christian Martin. The final in the series was released on Disney Plus in 2021 with the title Home Sweet Home Alone. The main role of Max Mercer is played by Archie Yates. Let's move on to question two. Which actor, besides Stan Lee, is featured in the most Marvel Cinematic Universe projects? This actor has been in the MCU since the very beginning. Time's up. The answer is Samuel L. Jackson. He has played Nick Fury in a total of 14 MCU projects. The films are Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America The First Avenger, The Avengers, Captain America Winter Soldier, Avengers Age of Ultron, Avengers Infinity War, Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man Far From Home, and The Marvels. He also stars in Secret Invasion and provides the voice of Nick Fury in What If? Jackson also portrayed Nick Fury in the ABC series Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is not technically part of the MCU. Now it's time for the final question. Which Disney princess has the least amount of screen time in their movie? This film was added into the National Film Registry in 2019. Time's up. The answer is Aurora. In her own film, Sleeping Beauty, She is only featured in just under 18 of the 75 minutes of the film. The other princesses' runtimes are Jasmine, 19 minutes and 57 seconds, Cinderella, 26 minutes and 4 seconds, Snow White, 29 minutes and 19 seconds, Pocahontas, 30 minutes and 3 seconds, Belle, 32 minutes and 40 seconds, Ariel, 33 minutes and 21 seconds, Mulan, 37 minutes and 27 seconds, Tiana, 44 minutes and 26 seconds, Merida, 52 minutes and 15 seconds, Anna, 52 minutes and 48 seconds, Raya, 54 minutes and 50 seconds, Rapunzel, 56 minutes and 40 seconds, and lastly, Moana, 1 hour, 6 minutes and 31 seconds. Well, that's our show. Thanks for playing. I hope you had fun and possibly learned something, too. Until next time, keep the change, you filthy animal. And this has been our trip into Quizneyland. Quizneyland is a proud part of the Podcasters Network. Our music was done by Cirque Dumas. Don't forget to follow Quizneyland on Instagram or join the Podcateers channel on Discord. Send any comments, questions, or suggestions to quizneyland at podcateers.com. of the Podcateers Network.